Lisa Crown Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am over the moon excited to introduce to you my two fabulous guests. I'm going to tell you something right now. You know I've brought on like MMA coaches and I've brought on people that have, you know, trained in, in uh, you know, working out bodybuilding and all this kind of stuff. I am fascinated with these people who train so intently to master their craft. I mean, beyond our wildest dreams. And I'm excited. Not only do I have one, I've got two. I've got a husband and wife, a couple, okay, that is on my line. They are in the whole MMA world. They're competing. They're going to tell us all about it. We're going to pick their brains. Why? Because MMA fighters and sales, there's a parallel there. So without further ado, I want to introduce JD and Skyler. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining me today. I um, I'm honored to be here and to be in front of you guys. I, I want to be nice so you don't kick my ass, but I also want it, it, to be on. The what? I said it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you. Very yeah, thank much. you so much. Very cool. very cool. Thank you so much for being here. I know you guys are busy and you need to be in the ring training. So the fact that you took a break to come here and interview uh, with me today, it just means so much. So thank you so much. I'm going to kick this thing off. I know you guys got lots to do. So first of all, how long have you both been doing martial arts? If you can, just give me a little background. Well, um, I started when I was, you know, I'm, I'm 30 now and I started when I was about six years old and then I started it as a more of a career and a profession a little over th- 13 years now. And then anything before that is just more of a hobby or high school wrestling or uh, family training. Um, uh, since, since about 10 years old or so, we've been doing uh, Taekwondo based stuff. And then that's how we got our foot in the door with martial arts in general. And then from there, we started just spreading out a little bit in the wrestling and the jujitsu and things like that. Yeah, I, I started uh, probably around sophomore year of high school. Um, I had like a, a boyfriend that was kind of doing the Brazilian jujitsu at the time and also the, the kickboxing and more stand up based and it looked really cool and there was some girls in there. So that kind of was like, Oh, I, I wonder what this is like. And so when I started doing that, it's kind of like was what started me into all of this. And then, um, eventually I just, you know, kind of looked around for an MMA gym, um, in the area that I was living. And, uh, actually his parents came into the place I worked cause I was working at Applebee's at the time. And, you know, he always wears his battleground sweatshirt. And so I went up to him and he said, you know, I asked him, I said, um, do you have any girls that do this or participate in this? He said, of course, come on in, please come by. And so I went in and, uh, met this fellow right here and really the rest was history and uh just been doing that ever since wow i i love that i love how you incorporated the love story in there which was really nice fun touch you just never know how you're going to meet people and like that was so smart of you to really kind of identify something that you know on his shirt or whatever to go approach him you know what i'm saying like that was really smart look where it's led you in your life so you do it professionally too right Yes. Um, I just recently turned professional, um, and I'll have my debut on March 12th, um, wow. for boxing and, um, uh, JD has been doing this a little bit longer professionally. So he has his feet dipped in the water a little bit more. So. Yeah. But she's got a little bit more, uh, like boxing, kickboxing. And, uh, so this will be kind of, um, even though, professionally wise this debut and bare knuckle she's still got a little bit of that aspect of stuff where it's not you know unfamiliar territory 
Yeah, it's been doing the the amateur career for about gosh, like six six or seven years, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, doing that off and on, you know, getting injuries. Um, it's like an overextension internship. Anything else? So if you mess yeah. up, you get fired. You can just kind of keep figuring out and uh, fix craft up from that stuff part. Wait, feel forward. I got that. You know what I mean? We're figuring it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like the same in sales. Everyone always thinks like they got to nail it and crush it and they can't screw up or mess up or get injured or we you know whatever. But that really, truly, that's what makes us stronger. You're actually going to be a better fighter come this, mar- you know, March because of those experiences. I can't believe it's a bare knuckle thing. That gives me oh, a little yeah. bit of anxiety. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. yeah you know? Uh, my first one, when I did there a few months ago, it was because it's just the fear of the unknown more than anything else, but you wouldn't believe it. It feels exactly like a four ounce glove punching me in the face. It's it. You wouldn't know the difference in the heat oh, of the okay. moment. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Nice. I'm thinking no, like, no. Oh, your faces, you guys are so cute. And yeah. <laughs> my, my, parents, or my dad, he's been uh, my corner man for most of my career when I first oh, started. And he, he always had a, a saying that he's like, smiling makes it hurt less and it's cheaper than insurance. So <laughs> go out there, smile it off. It'll be fine. Just go out and use your passion, run at it kind of thing. So. That, that'd be a, Wait, did you just say use your passion, run at them? Yeah, just run at them. Use your passion. It'd <laughs> be great. That's a nugget. Yeah, run at them. It's good. But that's uh, a nugget, salespeople. Use your passion and run at them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Talk to us a little bit about the expectation of training. Because in our business, everything's about a practice. We practice calling, we practice presenting. I mean, we actually do it just like you. You're actually practicing. But like, tell me the expectation of training and how much practice and training is encompassed in what you do. Uh, well, as soon as, like, like I tell everybody, the internship is being an amateur where you don't have to worry about, you know, the repercussion as much as only getting beat up which, you know, for normal people, it sounds like a lot where it's like, I don't want to get beat up or anything else. But uh, as soon as you go from amateur to pro, that's where you turn into a full-time job where it's like, well, I'm expected to train this much because it's my job now. I'm expected to cut weight a certain way or expected to eat. And because your end result, it's going to show whether you win or lose in your performance. And that's it's usually my goal in fighting is it's not so much the win. Cause I've seen people win fights and they were booed the whole time. Cause they weren't willing to win or willing to fight. They were just wanting to win at any boring cost instead of just going out there and throwing, uh, you know, hands and making a show. Cause it's, you know, I'm in the best shape. Supposedly uh, I'm supposed to be, I have, uh, um, the right fuel for my body. So if I'm in that good of shape, I might as well fight. Now, it's not called winning. It's called fighting. Just go out and have a fight. And then, you know, yeah, not that I want to, you know, spit on the win or anything, but that's the same thing. It's just that push mentality based kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I really like how you said that because I think so many times people, when they call, they have so much anxiety, like going in the ring room, so much anxiety. Cause it's really like a lot of time the mindset goes, I got to win this. I got to win. It's like winning is everything. It's the only thing it's it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of coaches that train that way and there's people with that theory, but I like your thought process is the fighting. You're, yeah. you're in the journey of this experience. It's not that you're shooting over, but it's just the win of that. Yeah, it was, and a lot of it was because if you, you know, in, at least for me, the more I imagine me winning or me losing, that was where the adrenaline buildup would be up. Like, it's like, oh, it's finally over. Yeah. Or I, oh, I lost. And then that's that adrenaline dump as opposed to just imagining, well, I just want to be there and punch that guy repeatedly. I don't, if I'm my hands raised, that means it's over. I don't want it to be. So it was teaching my mind and skill set just to experience it as opposed to just 
get this over with or do you know it's the wording more than anything else it's just being a part of it and expressing it kind of thing that is huge yeah i think well a big of like a big part of this and why we kind of gravitated towards each other really is because we just we truly had that passion there for um the fighting the thrill of it and it's really is it's the journey that goes with it because you're always going to have ups you're always going to have downs there's you know there's things that are outside of your control and the only thing you have to do is just keep showing up and keep pursuing it and you know continue to be consistent with it tries to mean we're consistent even when you suck you just keep doing it mm-hmm. that's, that's right if anything else if you really like it you're going to suck at it anyway and you just that's how you figure it out at that point you just keep going and going mm-hmm. nobody nobody wants a video game for a shot no matter what that's what it is they won't expect if it's easy it's got to be hard yeah my first mma fight i i didn't i was so um wrapped up with it because you're just so adrenaline and you have you know punches coming out it's kind of like you see what you're really made of and there's just so much going on it's like you're so proud of yourself for all of this work that you've put into this camp and all the injuries all the blood all the tears that come with that and then you know at the end of it it's like in your mind mentally there's there's not really any like losing it's just you're either learning or you know you performed very very well that night either way you're going back to the drawing board and working on your weaknesses versus your strengths yeah. robert that, robert has talked about that that it was uh um you won't usually hear any champions be like how do you feel after you know this win they're like you know pretty good i didn't do much of anything for this they're not like try they're like just the point of tears or paralyzing emotion because they're so you know how much they work towards it so when if it actually happens in, you know, in the real world it's just like you know it's that much more for it i love that and i love that you either win or learn it yeah. wasn't win or lose that that's so I hope every, rewind that everybody should rewind that right now. That's listening. You don't win or lose. You win or learn. That was really great. That could actually be its own podcast on just that topic. Yeah. Inspired by Skylar. Thank you so much for that because you're right. That was so good. I, I just, I love it. It's amazing how parallel it is and how paralyzed people get that they lose. Like, honestly, um, like I said, I don't, I don't really watch MMA because I'm like, oh, you sucked him shit out. You know, my husband's so into his front row. We've got every, you know, we buy every pay-per-view, whatever. I did watch the fight with Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey. And mm-hmm. she walked in like she had this thing in the bag and it was just yeah. like, what this little chick, I will flick her and she's out of there. Yeah. The, the mindset. I mean, literally, I don't think anyone had any money on Holly. Like one person, he's a billionaire. The reality, right? You guys remember that fight? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it is a big key. Body language is huge in what they're doing. And and that was their big thing, like putting all your cards on the table is, Mm -hmm. you you know, if dogs are barking more or the the body language of just, you know, it's constantly in her face and you're not you're not paid to do that. You're paid to go fight. So anything outside of that is just putting on this facade of like, I think that person's scared. They can't stop moving or pacing. It's just, just bad poker playing at that point. All right. Ooh, I love uh, poker. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. That was, was a lot of reveal. Lockout reveal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have used that so much in my work, that experience and how she kicked her ass and mm-hmm. channeling Holly home where it was like, you're getting in a rank where everyone in the room is like, and even the fighter was like, you know, it's just, it's amazing how much, that you have to prepare your mind. And that's my next question to you. How do you guys 
prepare your mind for walking into a fight, even if a little piece is you, piece of you is like, oh, this is a bad ass, you know, that I'm about to fight. How do you prepare this thing? Uh, okay. Well, a couple different ways. One of them, I, I don't know if you're, a lot of your listeners watch movies or if you're familiar with that movie, Dodgeball. If you can yeah. dodge a, Best movie you, ever. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. We, we put you... <laughs> We put you in scenarios that you are not going to win and that are opponents three times bigger than you in sparring to where it's like the worst is either I'm either terrified of failing or I'm terrified of the pain. Well, we get you used to getting beat up horribly to where I, you, you're just, it's a, it's pain, not injury. And mm-hmm. you keep yourself safe to where you're not all jittery and amped at that point. And then the same point is where we explain where it's like, well, if you lose, there's, you're not getting fired. You're not, this is, you did this to, you know, you did this to yourself to build yourself up. And this is, you know, winning or learning aspect. So even if you lose, you kept yourself safe enough to where you have to, didn't have to go to the hospital because you went through way more, you know, trial by fire and training. So you'd be set to go for the next training or if anything else. So it's just putting you in ex- uh, extreme conditions to where mm-hmm. it's that getting used to, even if you're claustrophobic, it's just little, little time in the claustrophobia feeling at a time. And you're like, okay, stop. I was, that was kind of bad. All right, let's, let's sit, let's sit a little bit more in this hole or this pit and try to try to overcome and deal with this. Cause it is body language over everything else. So it's um, the difference between nervousness and excitement is what your, yeah, what your face is doing. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, everybody loves the roller coaster because there's that feeling of, I might die on this thing. This thing <laughs> It looks rickety. I might, it might be a final destination movie. Nobody does that on the merry-go-round. The merry-go-round is, and that's not one bit. Is this, so, and that, that's the same thing in fighting where it's like, okay, I did this to myself. I put myself in the line to this, but it's because I know there was something at the end of that tunnel where I'm going to be, if it was easy, I wouldn't respect it. I'm that much more into getting it now because I have to push myself through it. Yeah. Mentally, I, the more that I push myself to work out, like I know if I'm waking up, you know, at 5 a.m. every day, doing my workouts, doing everything I need to do, fueling my body with all of the right nutrients and things I need to perform better, I'm not going to give myself a reason to not feel in my heart that I did the best that I could to do this fight. So it's kind of like, are you preparing to fail or are you preparing to win so it's it's kind of looking at that as well because preparation is key consistency is key um and there's all these variables that are kind of involved with this algorithm within your fight camp but um normally like i kind of like will get nervous like right up before i'm about to walk out there and then usually um something happens like we're like last fight i accidentally tripped and started walking in the wrong direction and that kind of like shook, shook up my nervousness. And then I was just like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Like, this, is, this isn't anything that I do, you know, every single day. And again, like JD was saying, we always tell our, um, our teammates that, you know, we, you get beat up in here so you don't get beat up out there. You know, we always, and, you know, once we do spar and we, um, you know, get a couple shots in, even if they're really good shots, we hug afterwards and then we help each other out say, Hey, I noticed you were kind of doing this. Let me, can I go ahead and help you or, you know, show you iron sharpens iron. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you said, um, a lot of great stuff in there. And one of them was about consistency. Let me ask you this. Cause I see this with my students a lot is 
they they have a lack of consistency. So when you wake up and the little voice in your head was like, ah, it's five o'clock, it's early, don't work out, we'll do it later, do it tomorrow. How do you overcome that voice that tries to talk you out of your training? Ours is a little easier because that voice is telling us that. And then there's an even louder voice going, hey, that guy so-and-so is doing more push-ups than you and is going to beat the other level. <laughs> daylights out of you in three months yep. if you don't do your push-ups and it's like and then that's a lot of where that when you're like getting used to the nerves and the adrenaline dumps it's that envisioning of I'm um, what if I fail or what if I I'd have dreams of just waking up winning the fight and horribly beating the guy up and I'm like shaking in my bed and like I shoot it didn't happen yet it was just that build up and anxiety as opposed to just going I don't care what happens i just experience it and it's less of a of an adrenaline dump until it's the time you need it where it's you know it's go time and then when go time happens it's it, it just naturally it's our bodies kind of know when we're about to get a lot of danger and it's going to hurt in any position where you're like this is going to hurt your body just kind of it's like going as cheesy it is it's just it's just kind of going hulk and you just kind of you know your, your adrenaline hits and you're like all right autopilot just push forward through it i i i like that i like that um, first of all, I'm using the wrench thing, that wrench dodgeball. I'm using that in role plays because my students get so much anxiety about role playing in front of other title reps and they get so nervous. And it was like, you can have a wrench. Like you can do this. I love that. I'm using that. I'm weaving that in. Like, I'm just like, my, my wheels are turning on about that. I love it so much. Um, I also like how we can equate that to sales like reps you can do my competitor is up and making calls and in fact they're calling my clients right now so that that voice is louder the little weaselly drunk monkey is like no nah, sleep in don't worry don't call them they're fine you know that voice i did a mm-hmm. podcast called the drunk monkey because that little voice tries to talk us out of all of our wins our opportunities and all that stuff let's talk right. a little bit about discipline you know, you want something bad enough. I know, especially in your world, you have to be disciplined. You know, you have to like, you have to like eat a certain way and you guys, your workouts, I mean, it's like almost non-negotiable in, in a way. How can you guys right now coach you, the listeners that are listening right now, talk to us intently about discipline. How does that really activate? And I know it's a piece of that voice of that, like this guy is out there training. He's going to kick your ass in three months. What else helps you with discipline? So like you have to eat certain clean and then like you see the donut and Taco Bell. How do you say no? It's, it's knowing and not having to be 24 seven, hundred percent clean, as opposed to just going, all right, I can have a cheat day depending on how far out something is to where it's, it's in the back of your head, like a security blanket where I'm like, Hey, I'm not giving up the donut. I just got to wait until Saturday. Or, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stopping the pizza. I just got to wait till this certain day, but it, it starts correlating with, uh, when you do full-time training, um, it's just goes to the fuel you put in your body. When yeah. you start at first, you eat the cupcake knowing it's hurting you because you don't care. You're like, it's going to be worth it as I'm getting punched in the eye socket. And oh. then, uh, after a while you just start, it's just going into, do I want my body to hurt and just make up this hurt because I wanted this to taste so good? Or do I just want to eat healthy my body feels great right afterwards I, it heals twice as fast and mm-hmm. i can go on to the next workout because it it's not that i can't eat it because the, uh, the amount we train we can uh my record's nine pounds in an hour and i have seen i skylar can cut pretty quick too on that well and that's peak 
in our best shape and not like, oh, I got to cut all this weight right now. It's, you know, we're, we've been training for months and months and then going to a quick cut and just water diet and, or water weight kind of thing and stuff in general. But it's just more of a... Uh, and the donut will probably taste a lot better after you win. Yeah. So that's oh, why yeah, I can yeah, tell myself, good. I'm like, yeah, that donut would taste so good right now, but it tastes even better if I won and I know that I won and I, you know, right after that win. So knowing that I win and doing all the things I need to do, that's the win, you know? So it's just kind of like, okay, do you want it now? Or do you want it knowing, you know, knowing the result already? And the cupcake alters your routine every once in a while when you want to train, because it messes with your body or it messes with something when you already have your workout established. And that voice is non-existent if your body's not super sore in the morning when you want to get up and go running. So it does turn you kind of, you know, it's plain Jane for those two to three months, but you, you're, you're, um, your, your levels go leaps and bounce higher than what you know, even to be expected, just because you already know you're like, Oh, if I don't eat this, I can run for a couple extra miles or I can do something where it's not injuring my body and I can push my body without it throwing up and, and alarming <laughs> everybody around me kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I equate it, like I said, to sales because people have so many distractions and lack of discipline around making those hard calls, walking up to that mega target, somebody who does so much business or, you know, whatever. And they get all these, it's just so much more comfortable for them not to, or, you know what I'm saying? But they're not happy with their orders, yeah. you know? And so I do equate it to food. Now let's go one step further. Sales executives are trying to get more health. They're trying to get healthier, trying to work out more. They're trying to eat right. And we get a good few weeks in January and then everyone falls off the wagon. and It's everybody's wish next time around. That's why I love interviewing you guys because it's a year round thing for you when you're training or you guys are competing or fighting or whatever. So it's not just like a January thing. And the yeah. fact of how you avoid those distractions, you know, like if you went to a birthday party and there's cake and you know, we are, you know, your son's birthday party. It's like, and it runs around all that food and all that kind of stuff. Are you eating before you go to these things? Like, how are you really avoiding the distractions? Uh, Pretty much eating around the event, essentially. Yeah. We have a lot of family and they, they, we, they, we like to celebrate a lot together. And a lot of that mostly is really good, you know, kind of foods that we're, we can't really necessarily consume. And so usually we, we like to coordinate and say, okay, can somebody bring a veggie tray or a fruit, fruit tray? So, you know, something like that. And everybody around us is very, very supportive. All they of get, our family is, and they're very understanding. So yeah, they get used to it after a while. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, right. They're, they're, used really they're used to it. I, I think it's a great idea. Like I'm a dairy free person. I haven't had dairy in five years. So when I bring a dish, I'm always like, I'm bringing a dairy free dish. Like you're, you get to do that or I'll eat ahead of time. So it's, it's a right. good kind of, you know, safe way to kind of moonwalk out of those situations. Yeah. And it is, it's any routine that started, it'll feel foreign once you get out of that routine. So if you just stick to it for that first oh, yeah. couple of weeks of anything, it's like, this sucks. I'm sorry. And, and then after a while, it's just, you, you don't even need anybody telling you not to, because you just feel foreign or different, not doing that, what you've been pushing for so much. I love like, that. Your body just tells you like, mm, you really need that. You don't need that. Just, yeah. just go this way. And it's, you know, that's, that has to be more or less uh, kind of like taught, but it, it only, it only is like a few weeks of doing that before it's just natural as opposed to like, oh, even if I want it, I'll take it. But my body's so used to not having it now that I totally see the difference into it. And it kind of, you know, adapts better. Because you guys eat so clean, back me on this. It in plays. I mean, I was coaching a guy recently 
And I talked to him about certain goals that he has. And he says he eats fast food six days a week. He's tired. He's sluggish. He has no energy. He's not creative. He's moody. I, I would tell anybody, you don't even need the 30 day and, uh, and 30 night challenge of the food, fast food. Just eat super clean for like a week and then do a McDonald's, do whatever you want in that McDonald's, go bananas and then just feel, see how your body feels. And like, you will even have eyelid sweat of regret. <laughs> it's, like, what? it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. But Cause I, more than anything, I, that was my thing. Cause I started fighting as a teenager. So my teenage mentality was like, I can eat a burger and still work out or I can, you know, and it, it, and it does at some points, but if I didn't eat that burger, my body, uh, it, it, it just goes into hangover mode when I didn't even have any alcohol. It was just the burger does it. It's just like, my body's rejecting it. It's like, what is this? It's not chicken and rice. Like you've been doing for so long. It's not broccoli. And it only works that way is if you go on a clean diet for a little bit and then purposely do the McDonald's and just be like, ah, and then be aware of what you're doing. And then you'd be like, Oh, maybe I am giving myself hangovers on purpose. Dang it. Uh, but you know, once, you, once you're aware of it, yeah. Once you're self-aware of it, it's a lot more of a, okay, I'm, I'm doing this to myself. So you're a little, at least slower buying the McDonald's as opposed to like six days a week where it is. It's, um, do you guys food prep each week or order food? What are you doing? I usually am the one to kind of like food prep for the both of us. Uh, yeah. So usually it's, um, I'll make a whole bunch of chicken, like, like a whole package of chicken, you know, one of those big, like five pound bags. Yeah. And then I usually have, um, like some, uh, either spinach or like a good spring mix. And then just because we work out so much in a day, I give us, give us like about a, a cup of like Jasmine rice. It's usually pretty basic and get kind of boring, but mm -hmm. like JD said, the, the more that you do it, you know, stay consistent with it. It, it obviously it's not going to be what you want in the beginning, but the more that you stick to it, the easier it does get. My dad said, whatever they didn't have 2000 years ago, you can't have now. It's <laughs> like, great. Thanks dad. Thousand years ago. It's fine. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my husband and I do that. You know, I just want to give a tip out to our listeners is that we prep every Sunday. We bring out fresh, organic white meat chicken. We do the brown rice and we do a vegetable with it. We also do ground turkey. Do you guys ever do the lean ground turkey? Oh yeah. That's a staple. Yes. Yeah. Staple. Sure. Yeah. We put that in there. We'll do another one. And we just did halibut the other day for the first time to kind of mix it up because it's been a little bit boring, but I got to tell you if there's, I look at it like it's fuel, fuel for the body has really helped me lose mm -hmm. weight. It's, mm -hmm. it's a big thing. Let me, let's shift gears here. I want to talk about like nerves and anxiety and stress, the nerves and anxiety, the stress that come up, especially in your guys's world, it also comes up in ours and our reps, when they feel nerves, anxiety, or stress, they really do shut down and they don't push through it. How do you push through and how do you deal with that? Well, um, like you said, a lot of it is, it is going through your head where the difference of your anxiety base, whether you're making it negative or positive is really what your face is doing I, like i said when we brought up that kind of like the roller coaster thing because um it's it's constantly telling you i'm i'm doing this for me it's i'm not doing this because i have to doing this because i need to or it's it's beneficial in whichever way and if, if there's a mistake so be it i'm allowed to make mistakes i know enough to keep myself not you know i'm allowed to make mistakes because i know the um uh a b and c that are on the table in case there is a mistake that's the whole goal is not you know, not being perfect, but, you know, recovering from the mistake in general kind mm -hmm. of thing. And in ours, 
it's the, the nerves don't go away. You just learned. It's just a wave. You will learn to ride it and go, Oh, I'm doing this. You And everybody's got a little bit of different way of, you know, dealing with it. But as, 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 as soon as they deal with it and going, these don't go away, it's just got to adapt them and turn it this as opposed to, Oh, I don't want to be, Oh my God, I'm going to throw up. It's just, you know, and it is. And it, the, the more you do the train yourself and the more the routine, it, it's just muscle reaction. That, that, the, the, the feeling in your stomach is like, all right, time to make something happen to this time to, you know, do anything of this. And it's just the repetitiveness of it, the routine of it, it just goes into autopilot where you turn it into a positive adrenaline dump as opposed to, Oh no, here we go. It's yeah. just, oh, here we go. Let's yeah. do it. Surrounding okay. yourself with, with positive thoughts, you know, you'll start to recognize more positive things in your life versus like what's happening to you versus like, Hey, what you get to do, you know, because of this, I get to do this. I get to experience this. I, I get to enjoy this beautiful sunny day, whatever it may be. So it's Mm -hmm. just trying to look at the glass half full instead of half empty is the most important thing, especially because I know during the holidays and stuff like that, it gets, you know, hard for people and, you know, it's not really talked about, you know, but you know, it's kind of like a, during the holiday blues, you know, people do get that. So, um, it's just kind of reminding yourself of what, what do you have, what, you know, be thank and being thankful for that and being grateful. Yeah. And even with, uh, like, I, like, uh, I've talked about before the, the even worse than losing was, uh, not even competing at all. That's always, mm. so I, mm-hmm. the experience itself is better than the outcome as opposed to just not even getting to experience it. And that's, uh, that's huge. Yeah. And it, it was a big revelation in, um, uh, when COVID first happened and everything was shut down and then it wasn't, uh, I wonder if I get to compete or it's like, I need to compete. I don't get any opportunities. I don't, and nothing to grow on if I don't have those things pushing me or making me stressful or, you know, and having that was just be able to see that in daylight and go, no, I, I, I'll take a loss over not competing at all. No no matter what, it's just, you know, the experience itself. And to this day, I've had, I had a nine second knockout, one of my fights and I've had a, a, I mean, it was cool. It was great when it happened, but it was like, as soon as it was over, it was like, oh, that was three months for nine seconds. Oh, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't registering like I needed. I didn't get my, I need this guy to punch and push me to prove myself. It was like, this didn't, I wasn't able to prove myself <laughs> except for, ta-da! And, and then the, and my, my um, fight before that, it went two rounds and I went against a really hard opponent to where I ended up losing the fight. And it was still one of the, to this day, one of my favorite fights ever. I, I would get back in my head, relive it. And it was being able to see the stuff I, I worked and pushed on as opposed to the, you know, the loss in general was, you know, it's, it's going to happen. That's just how it happens as opposed yeah. to like, no, I'm, that's the difference between cocky and confidence is cocky thinks it never fails. Confidence knows it's going to fail, but has a backup plan no matter what. It just mm-hmm. goes, well, whoops, I didn't mean that. I meant it this way. And I just kind of, you know, yeah. be right. I love your guys's outtake, you know, your, your, um, you know, your perspective on this stuff is like, really, honestly, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but there is such a parallel to this, you know, we don't kick each other's asses, though people probably feel they want to do that time and time, but like, you're just, your perspective is so spot on. And what would happen to our sales executives if they had that perspective, the anxiety around failure is debilitating mm-hmm. and it's crushing them and they're not i love how you said i would rather lose than not fight at all 
You know, mm-hmm. it's like, guys, I'd rather you call a mega and not get an appointment than not call and not know if we were going to get that appointment. Like, you yeah, give yourself no, no opportunity, you're no. never going to grow. I love how you said that. It's it's always a no if you never ask. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Skylar, you said something I want to circle back on. You said, I say, you got to have like kind of the positive affirmations. Like you say things to yourself. Can you throw a few lines out for someone who's like never done that to get their minds right? What are some positive things you say? Um, I mean, truly, uh, when I first started MMA, I was definitely a little bit heavier on the heavier end. So like doing MMA and starting that was, even though I did have like a stand-up background, I was very down in the dumps with my self-esteem. I wasn't, you know, I just wanted to do something for me. Um, I was really figuring out who I was and, you know, the kind of person that I am. So it to kind of like make an example out of that, I was going through the warm up and I was definitely like the last person. Like I was taking the longest. I was the last person. I, I was falling through these warm ups and I was completely embarrassed, completely embarrassed. But I like I literally sat there for a second and I thought to myself, I'm like, well, if I get up and leave now, no progress will come from that. But if I stick with it and I stay and I keep pushing myself through, something awesome might come of it. And it's so it's like you don't know what you don't know in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, sh- you know, shooting your shot and then seeing what happens, you know. And it never I I she was, I'm sure, a naturalist for a point, but like growing up with my dad and uncle and being surrounded by martial arts, I was not naturally good at this. I was not athletic at this. I was same thing, overweight to where that, that's why I told everybody at our gym too. It's like, if I'm able to do this and I had zero talent, I just stuck with it. And that's where I kept going routine. If you just do the routine, mm-hmm. you are going to see, mm-hmm. you're going to see a better outcome every single time. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. You just had to stick routine thick and thin and just and just showing up and that's the biggest thing people that's the one of the things that people ask us the most like how do I get better how do I get better how do I get better everybody does and it's you just keep showing up you just keep showing up it's a boring answer it it has its immediately you could see a light and day difference it's spot on it's spot on because if you show up everything else will fall in line even if you right remember it's not failure it's learning you know really and also I always say you know, success, like if it was a soup, you know, and you put all these ingredients in to create success, like failure or what they call failure, it's in there. You can't yeah. be fully successful if you're not losing some mm-hmm. of those fights. You know what I'm saying? It's like such a critical part and piece. Let me ask you this. I love how your dad's your coach. First of all, that is like, that just like lands on my heart. That's so special that he's in the corner coach. So let's say coach, you know, your dad, he's in the corner and my sales execs are in the ring right now and they're struggling. And they're struggling on making hard calls and they're struggling on, you know, um, doing what they know they need to be doing. They're just, they're in their heads and they're overthinking. They have shown up, but now what would coach tell them when they're in the ring? Now, what would, what would coach say? Uh, it's, uh, each people are a little different, but I'm, I, it's, it's going to sound bad, but I'm, I react better almost like a dog as opposed to people where they're like, Get out there and do another rep. What are you doing? It's not just it's not it's the it's, negative versus yeah, the positive. Yeah, so some coaches choose to, you know, yeah. some coaches can be a little bit more negative and kind of focus on what they're doing wrong versus JD. Yeah. He likes to yeah. focus on get him one more time, buddy. Get yeah. him one more time, buddy. Go yeah. over to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> you want to choke him out? I bet you want to choke him out. 
you want to hit them in the face. It's you know, you know positive aggression. You can only fight for so long when you're mad and aggressed and angry. But positive aggression goes way farther than anything. So that clicks for you. Yeah, and it was. It was yeah. more because I, 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 that's the thing. You don't want the shutdown because shutdown is way easier to do. If you shut down mentally, that means oh, I don't mind losing. That's easier. I just can just I can just say no. I can just tap out whenever I feel like it, as opposed to. I don't want to because I'm having fun hitting this guy in the face repeatedly and I'm winning. I want to <laughs> oh, keep going with it. As opposed to, you know, it's all in the positive aggression as opposed to just, you know, and it is it's teaching positivity, even in the, even in something like combat sports or something where there's a lot of shouldn't be positive about it, You can go a long way with a smile. <laughs> that I like. I mean, if you look at Cobra Kai, right? Are you guys watching? Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. There you go. Oh, nailed it. It's the exact thing. Right, exactly. Skylar, what about you? Is your coach in the corner giving you that positive stuff too? Or how do you, where do you get your click from? Um, well, like we kind of corner each other. So like oh, he's okay. always, well, usually always in my corner, except for there's been a couple of times where we fall. And then obviously like he couldn't be in my corner, but um, he, <laughs> he's just, I just hear his voice. Like I don't even have to look at him. I just know his voice and, you know, just kind of listen for him. And, um, my very first fight, you know, cause it's new, you're figuring everything out because a lot of it, even though you train so long, um, mm -hmm. you just kind of go to what's muscle memory, you know, and I don't remember in my camp practicing knees a whole lot, but that's the first, like one of the first things I came out doing was kneeing a whole bunch. And then, you know, I kind of got stuck on the cage and I just kept getting frustrated and frustrated because I, I didn't understand what he was saying. And then I just looked over, <laughs> like, I just was like, hold on and holding her. And then I looked over and he's like, no, move her like motioning. I was like, Oh, okay. Got it. And then it just kind of registered for me. So it's even like, even though you're not supposed to be looking at your uh, coach in the corner, um, it's just good to kind of look back and know that he's got my back no matter what yeah. vice versa. That I love that so much. I love that so much. Um, we're wrapping up here. I just want to say, I'm sure people want to see you guys fight. Tell me what's coming up that we can check you out. Uh, March 12th will be our next card. We're going to, that'll be Skylar's debut. And I have a 165 title belt I'm going to be fighting for on that card. Damn. Um, there, there's a, I believe, 11 fights so far uh, for that one. And um, it's if all bare knuckle. It's, yeah, all bare knuckle. If you're not familiar, it's in a triangle, not even in a full-size ring. It's really tight. It looks like a Mortal Kombat fight. And <laughs> if you love free, it's on there for free. That's all you got to do is just uh, log in on YouTube, and they're going to have a YouTube uh, live stream. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mike Goldberg. He usually or used to announce the UFC events and the Bellator events. He'll be the main announcer for that show. And wow. uh, um, um BYB fighting series. Thank you. BYB fighting series. I was trying to figure out the time. That's how that's what we go on YouTube with. Yeah. BYB Extreme Fighting Series. Rolls right, right off the you know. <laughs> <laughs> what what is your guys' ultimate goal? Where are we taking this? Like where do you want to go in your careers? As far as possible would be yeah. great. I would yeah. It's really like we're along for the journey and we're just yeah. kind of like taking uh, new and different opportunities and just kind of seeing where it leads us. Um, we like to travel a lot. So it's like, that's something that we would, you know, really love to do because our fights are kind of like our, our vacations in a sense. Like we go, we go to work, we put on a show and then we celebrate then we people's asses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, uh, 
Well, it's it just in general, too. It's just more worth it, if anything else. And it's two birds with one stone kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So in close, I want to ask you guys, in life or in business, what do you know for sure? That he's got my back <sighs> and I got his back. Yeah, that. <laughs> and, I love that. Oh, yeah. And then you're going to fail inevitably. So just roll with the punches and then learn from it, especially because it's it's so much easier just to give up than to build up, but there's no reward from giving up. Mm -hmm. Sticking to it, there's always a reward every single time. That's why it was, you know, easy. You wouldn't respect it. That's just how it goes. Yeah, That's your comfort awesome. zone will kill you. So just keep busting outside the comfort zone and you're going to keep growing. I love that so much. You guys, I learned so much today. I had so much, like so many takeaways. You gave so many nuggets. I'm so grateful for your time. I... Uh, just want to give you all the best of like love and good juju. And, you know, I, I just, your journeys are fascinating and, and literally thank you for um, sharing your craft with us today. I really, really appreciate it. And now you get to kind of spread your word and your feel about it with the nation. Cause I've got viewers all over the country that are going to tune in and watch you guys kick people's asses. And if you don't, you're going to not, if you don't win, you're going to learn and that's worth it too. So thank you so much for your time. You guys are amazing. Thank Absolutely. you. Appreciate thank you so much. You. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank, thank you. Bye you guys.